Hey everyone, welcome back to Google Workspace Recap, where we review everything new to Workspace every week. My name is Jesse Nolan, my co-host is Steve Larson, and we're here to help you keep up. Reminder to attend our Jamf Certified Associate Certification event live this Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, September 26th at 10 a.m. with the Jamf folks who developed the certification. As always, we'll be doing a deep dive into how it was set up, how to study, and of course, how to pass, hopefully, Pass the certification. Tune in on YouTube again September 26th for the live stream and possibly some giveaways. And by possibly, I mean they'll be giving away 100 codes to take the exam for free. So you definitely want to be there because they won't be available once we're no longer live. Definitely tune in for that. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell to get notified so that you know whenever we go live or put out some amazing new content. And of course, thank you to Jam for continuing to make this show possible. More on that later. Steve, how's it going? Uh, good. Yeah, I have to get a bunch of certifications redone for myself on the, the Google mm -hmm. side of things. Actually, I've got to get my workspace admin one redone. Cloud Architect, I don't know, I've got to do a couple. i to do a few. I've been slacking on those. Well, you know, there was no beta to entice you to jump into it and be the first one to, to take those tests. So well, now it's, it's less motivational well, for what, you. That's what happened. So I, I lost my I lost my workspace admin oh, no. like number twenty. No, so I'm going to get, get a new one. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. They can't Another just like lapse. retroactively. They gave it to somebody else. How does that work? No, the number. I mean, the number won't be given sure out to anyone else anymore. So I'll just get you know. Well, you know what? Your number has been retired. To use the sports analogy, Steve, it was <laughs> yeah. so good yeah. they retired it. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe one day I'll get, you know, figure out a way to get number one on one of the exams. Be, be there good. you go. There you go. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I have to uh, do that too. I haven't, I have not been, um, following up too much on the certified, certified side of things. Just been so busy with work, really work, this editing, you know? Yeah. Well, we have a pretty relatively light update in terms of updates, but, uh, from the week, the, you know, the, the normal, um, <laughs> announcements but sure the sprinkled in a right. bunch of yeah <laughs> sprinkled in a bunch of other updates though on uh, some other things you know first time we've seen a gcds update in a long time yeah on any of the, the products uh there um but we did have a few things uh come up in the end of week recap post here uh so there were four uh four kind of silent releases there and a lot of uh, a lot of news, uh, a lot of items in the news here. So a bunch of events, events from GCC and a few other things happening in the um, kind of Google uh, sphere of things. So be uh, be a lot of Jesse talking today on those topics. So let's run through what we have in store for you today, though. So first thing in silent releases, we have the ability to insert links in Google Sheets and the Google Sheets app on iOS devices. Uh, there's also some enhanced spam protection uh, through some automatic labeling of suspect, suspected spam messages in Google Voice. Yay. Uh, the, the, yeah, birthday decorations. Uh, there's going to be some birthday decorations there for the people cards. And, and then uh, last one here, we have uh, the ability to add an organizational unit as an attribute in your external directory. And I believe that is in CloudSync uh, in that application there. Uh, and then the one update that we did see, uh, you know, as I said, it was a pretty quiet week for updates. Uh, the that update is that there is dual display support on Poly Studio X series uh, to help you make video meetings a little bit more productive there. 
Uh, and then, as I said, we do have an update on GCDS, so we haven't seen an update on that in quite some time. We haven't seen that since uh, early this year, January. Uh, so there is a, a new release, version 5.0.28. So just a little bit of a minor update there on that one. Uh, Drive for Desktop also saw an update uh, on that, going up to version 81. And then Chrome 117 is on its way out uh, to everyone, I think. Uh, let me see if I have it on mine yet. I am... Oh, I'm in beta, so I'm on 118. <laughs> so yeah, I have it already. So I think if I'm on beta on 118, that would mean stable should be 117. So I think that's probably out for most. Yeah, 117 uh, most is really ready. I've already got it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we have, as I said, a bunch of uh, articles in the news here. First one uh, from Google. There's a Google uh, Next TLDR inside a recap. Uh, so you can, it's an Innovators Plus, is Innovators Plus event only? Yes. So, okay. So that just means you have to have access to Innovators Plus to see that? Is that right? Yeah, you would have had to either paid for Innovators Plus, which I think is $300 a year, or it, you would have gotten it as part of a three-day, I believe it was a three-day pass to Google Next. It was also included in, and that's part of the Innovators program. But this is... Okay, so, okay, all right, I'm just looking at it. So in order to register, you have to log in. Okay, got Yeah, it. if you just got Google, it. Google Innovators, um, you'll, you can learn yeah. more about that program, which is what I've talked about before. Um, I'm the champion tier yeah. of Innovators, but anybody can join the Innovators, and um, you get Innovators Plus, which includes events like these. And um, yeah. that's, uh, yeah, yes, you would have had to have either gotten it as part of your ticket or paid for it. Yes, that's an event. So coming up on the 28th of September, actually, is what that is. Looks like, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, we have a Wall Street Journal, Journal article here about Google extending the lifespan of Chromebooks to 10 years. So Chromebooks getting an update, uh, getting updates uh, for 10 years is what that's about. And we also have the uh, Google blog article that complements that as well. And then a lot of GCC events coming up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a lot of those happening. I think one just happened in Boston, I saw. Oh, did it? Uh, they had, or that was a C to C event. A C to C, yeah. These C2C are virtual event. Yeah. So right, these are virtual ones. Uh, I think this was posted by Lauren recently on yep. the uh, Cloud Connector. She I saw it on LinkedIn. I think she posted them. Yep. So uh, a lot of those updates there, a lot of those events coming up uh, that you can register and sign up to. I think the first one is tomorrow. So. Uh oh, I better get this episode out listening. fast. If you yeah, if you get it out, uh, the next one is uh, coming up tomorrow. It is a. I think that was an event on AppSheet, maybe? Uh, I think I think that's the next no. one coming out. The one, right? The first one in the list is September 26th. That's not the one you're talking about. <laughs> no, that's not the one I'm talking about, but I thought there was one that is, is tomorrow, the 19th, I believe. Could be. The first one uh, that's there is, that uh, is... is gonna make Steve mad. No, the last one. So the last one on the list is the first one that Got happens. It. I did not post these chronologically, yeah. I apologize. <laughs> That's okay. We can, we can redo those. Uh, but yeah, some product updates here. Q&A spaces. Yep, that one there. Inline threading, talking about that. I will definitely join that and voice my uh, grievances. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a Google Cloud Identity, uh, uh, Microsoft Azure AD, uh, and Azure, or Microsoft AD and Azure AD topic there. Simplifying uh, Cloud Identity Management with that. Some tips and tricks with getting the most out of workspace and app script. 
and deep dive in Google Workspace Security, how to make a space uh, to make safe smart collaboration a reality. And then like uh, the last one here on our list, but the first one that's happening tomorrow is that, uh, you know, updates to app sheet databases, input functionality, and expanded access for workspace additions. So we'll talk about, they'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, also uh, an article here from Google talking about these Squarespace purchase of Google domains and, and registrations there, uh, what that means uh, to you. And then also a nine to five article also talking about the same thing. Yep. Uh, we have a Verge article here talking about Google's emoji mashup maker is now available in search. This is fun. Look at that. Yeah. So <laughs> much fun. Love these emojis. And Steve's favorite topic emojis so cool. right after threads. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, we also have another Google article here mm -hmm. about, um, you know, announcing third party extensions for duet AI in workspace Salesforce. Uh, in Workspace and Salesforce as a first partner. So a couple uh, little new updates there to do at AI. And then finally, a Verge article here talking about the Nest Hub Max is dropping support for Google Meet and Zoom. Uh, so that, I uh, don't like that. That kind of sucks. Yeah, I will go yeah. a little bit into length on that. Uh, of course, there's always the Pixel tablet. But uh, more on that in a bit. At this point in the show, I want to give a big shout out real quick to our friends at Jamf, once again, for making these weekly updates possible. I know that we've mentioned Jamf a few times. So this week, I thought I would do a product spotlight on their access and identity management solution called Jamf Connect. If you're familiar with GCPW, which you should be because we just mentioned it and mentioned it regularly on the show, or the Google credential provider for Windows, you'll understand the benefit of employees using their Google identity to log in to their computer. It can reduce password fatigue and eliminate IT tickets. Well, Jamf Connect does that and so much more for the Apple devices in your company. By letting employees use their same Google identity to set up an account and log into their Mac, users can have a simpler time starting with a new company or simply starting their day. In addition to account creation capabilities, users know they can work safely from everywhere because their connection is secured with zero trust network access. This is an amazing solution for companies with Apple devices, and it can be integrated with Google Identity and most other identity providers. Once again, if you want to learn more, please head over to jamf.com forward slash workspace recap. That's jamf.com forward slash workspace recap. Check it out. And now onto the show. All right, so we'll get through these uh, these updates here relatively quickly, I think. Five minutes short. of Steve um, and an hour and a half of me talking for a change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Uh, so the first one uh, that we saw in the recap post here is that you can now insert links in Google Sheets, in the Google Sheets app on iOS devices. Uh, so the ability to insert a hyperlink into a cell uh, by selecting, uh, selecting the cell and clicking plus in the top left corner, insert link. So. You know, yeah, this, I mean, this was always, even on uh, Android devices too, I think I was always, I was always having to do, you know, equals hyperlink quote, mm -hmm. you know, URL, close quotation, you know, comma, the text. What a pain. And so I had to do it on the Android uh, device. And I think it's still, I don't know if it's still the case, but uh, this is happening on iOS. Maybe they did it on Android. I just haven't noticed it yet. Um, I don't so. know. Let's see. Uh, Actually, just reformatted yeah. my phone, so I don't even have uh, sheets on here. Thanks for the reminder to um, to download that. that. Yeah, yeah. You'll notice that if you're trying to open up a doc or a sheet, and then you just get this like web preview instead of opening up in the app. That's what will happen. Uh, but this is available to all Workspace customers and users with personal Google accounts. Um, so there's a link to 
uh, to more on that uh, in help article. And I think it does say something here about adding a link on Android. So it looks like there is a way to do it. I just haven't noticed that um, until now. So there we go. And uh, next we have, let's see, get back to this here. I clicked out of the updates here. Uh, the enhanced spam protection through uh, some automatic labeling of suspected spam messages in Google Voice. So, for, yeah, you know, I, I, what, I, what I noticed the other day is um, like the Google Voice text functionality just isn't as, um, you know, as robust as the, the built-in Messenger app. You, know, you can't do things like schedule sending messages. I mean, you can kind of because you can, you can like, if you've sent a message to someone in Google Voice, you can respond via email. Yeah. You can schedule send, you know, an email to them, which is a text uh, message. That's a but you can't, wonky like, hack. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it worked the other day. Like I was testing it out. I'm like, oh, I think I can do this. I can respond via email. And uh, it worked. You know, I basically was wishing someone happy birthday at midnight, you know. Oh, uh, cute. <laughs> so I was like, it well, automatically That's, that's the next right update. At, right, at mid, <laughs> right at midnight. Yeah. But I wish, I wish the Google Voice uh, app for text messaging had you know, more feature parity with the, the built-in like Google messenger app that they have. Well, that's classic Google, right? Five different, for some, five different yeah. chat strategies for two different apps and endless amounts of ways yeah. to do the same thing. And none of them are exactly right. the same and they've gotten better and are continuing to get better. So yes, I do agree with you. I think voice should be a bigger focus for them. And I think that they should definitely have better, deeper integration, especially on Android with the messengers app and with the phone app. And, um, Again, Google is currently in court for antitrust, so they can't do too much platform dominance, make you use things. And then there's Microsoft, who has a literal built-in keyboard shortcut to open LinkedIn, built into the hard-coded into Windows. But anyway, we digress. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I discovered that this week. Today I learned. Uh, it was actually a couple of days ago. Yeah, it's like uh, Control-Shift-Windows-Alt. Uh, L, I think, is the, the shortcut. It's like all of the option keys and L opens it on Windows. I don't have Windows open in front of me, so I couldn't tell you. But I'm pretty sure that's what it is. If you just Google LinkedIn Windows shortcut key, yeah, it'll go. come up. Control-Shift-Alt-Windows-L. <laughs> See? <laughs> I was like uh, doing yeah. it on my and keyboard when I was... As LinkedIn opens in your default browser. <laughs> default browser. Uh-huh. Yes. It, uh, this close, it could have opened an edge. But no, they actually said open it in your default browser. Thank you for that little, little bit of uh, extra leeway you gave us there, Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, so I do. I, I'm excited that the case is starting, and I probably should just make a video on this because I've been reading a lot about it. But I want it to be over already so that Google can just get back to hauling ass and making good stuff and not worry about everybody breathing down their neck and threatening to break up the company. Yeah, I guess all the all the app opening and app shortcuts are like that. It's all control shift, all the windows, and then a letter. Goodness. So it's like W for Word, X for Excel, P for PowerPoint, O for Outlook. T for Teams, D for OneDrive, N for OneNote, and Y for Yammer. Yammer? Oi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All nice right, back Yammer to Google stuff. Voice. <laughs> Google Voice. Yes, so extending spam, uh, you know, basically suspected spam SMS. Uh, that is something they've been doing with the, the voice calls. Uh, so this is extending it over to the text messages, the XMS uh uh, feature of voice uh, so be able to confirm suspected spam message 
uh, or mark a labeled message as not spam. And uh, yeah, gonna kind of help uh, identify those for you if, you're, if you're getting a lot of text message spam. Did you say XMS? SMS, SMS. It sounded like you said X as in xylophone. Nope. I S thought that was like some Sam. new API integration type of nope. messages. Nope. Integration with Twitter. I mean nope. X. <laughs> XMS. Just S wait until MS. Elon makes that a thing. <laughs> yep. Twitter media messages. XMS. Great. <laughs> yeah. Jokes. So this is rolling out to all customers on voice, both personal and uh, kind of business tiers. And it's rolling out um, scheduled release and uh, rep release domains on a, an, ex, uh, an extended pace, potentially longer than 15 days for visibility there. Uh, next, uh, birthday decorations are now going to be uh, visible to you on the people cards. See? So when, yeah, when you have uh, someone's birthday coming up, it will put a little animation of some balloons and uh, looks like a little confetti there uh, across the image of the person. I just had my daughter's birthday this weekend. so Happy birthday. I will. Uh, I guess I'll start to see that. Uh, Let's see, do I have an know, effect for, for a happy birthday well here? Contacts. I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we'll can add something there. To uh, add that to the music jingle. bed on my deck. Yeah. Uh, so that is available to all workspace customers and personal Google accounts. Uh, next, uh, the ability to add an organizational unit as an attribute in your external directory. So this is for those of you using uh, directory sync. Uh, you'll be able to place users uh, from the Azure Active Directory or Azure Directory uh, to a specific organizational unit on the workspace uh, side of things. Sure, Active Directory uh, or Active Directory. You said Azure Directory, which is probably the same thing as yeah, Azure, Active, Azure Directory. Active Directory or Active Directory. Yeah. yeah. Proceed. Uh, so either one of those two, uh, making it easier to sync those users and uh, who's going to be mapped to different organizational units on the workspace side. So uh, have a look at the help article there if you want to learn a little bit more about that and how to get set up with uh, using directory sync and those attributes. Uh, and then the one update that we did have is the, the dual display on Poly Studio X series. Uh, is now supported and is going to help you make uh, video meetings a little bit more productive. So dual display support uh, for Google Meet on those Poly Studio X series devices will, uh, yeah, just give you some more ability to see people and content at the same time. Uh, so be able to uh, uh, kind of view when a participant is presenting uh, that they will and have that enlarged uh, over onto one screen and the participant view will reflect on the other screen display and then also where supported uh, the controller or remote will also provide uh, some options like uh, pinning participants uh, changing the layout of the participant tiles and showing the meeting uh, meetings chat history as well did we see this at next I think we did see some of it. Uh, there was some yeah. equipment that they were demoing there. I don't know if we specifically saw the dual screen setup. I'm trying to remember. I actually, I, I toured equipment there. Yeah, I toured the poly booth and uh, it was pretty small, wasn't it? It was, but I think I saw two, two screens the there. Logic, I was thinking. 
But Logi- is it Logitech or Poly? Like, it's the same thing now, right? Mm, no, HP, no, but Poly. No. Oh, Poly is Polycom. Oh, that's Polycom. right. Yeah, Polycom yeah. is a bigger booth. It HP was the Logitech bought, booth, which uh, was small. Yeah, HP bought Poly. Logitech bought somebody else. Oh, interesting. Recently. I forget who. Did they really? Huh. Yeah, HP bought Polycom, and Polycom had bought somebody else. So HP has a whole bunch now. Um, huh. Polycom bought Plantronics. No, Plantronics bought Polycom. And then HP, and then they became Poly. And then HP bought Poly. I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. Yeah, 2018, Plantronics yeah. bought Polycom for $2 billion. And then HP yeah. turned around and bought the combined company of the two, which was called yeah. Poly, probably for an insane yeah. amount of money. <laughs> I actually had a great yeah, talk with them, and I do want to have them come on the show. They are making a serious push for accessories that are tested to work and comply with the Google Chrome certification program. Uh, the name of it is blanking on me. works with Chrome OS. Um, works with Chromebook, rather. And yeah. basically, this guy's entire job, who I hope to have on the show, is testing, being in charge of testing and certifying to make sure that these things work with Chromebook. Um, and they're they're doing a huge push yeah. to make sure that a whole lot of their different uh, products do, whether it's the headsets, the headphones, the cameras, the meeting room solutions, all that jazz. So I'm pretty excited uh, for that, and that was something that I wanted to throw in here. Um, hopefully we can get him on the next uh, month or two. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a bad deal for Plantronics. I mean, Plantronics acquired Polycom for $2 billion, uh, back in 2018, and HP bought Poly for um, 3.3. So there you go. Had a lot of Not bad. That work there. Yeah. Not bad at all. Yeah. All right. Uh, updates on that. Yeah, let's see for the rollout on this one. It. Um, Available now? Yeah, available now to all those poly devices running uh, version 4.01 or higher. So that's all we have for the main updates. Uh, as I said, we do have some additional updates here as well on some of the products. So GCDS, so Google uh, Cloud Directory Sync, uh, saw an update, getting a kind of a minor update here. Uh, so that uh, now means that GCDS uh, it now uses the Azul Zulu Open JDK version uh, instead of the Oracle Java. And uh, there's also some updates here for some third party libraries to more recent versions. So uh, get that updated if you are using GCDS. And in the Drive for Desktop app, we saw version 81 rolling out. I'm not sure if I'm on 81 just yet, but that started on the 11th of September. And uh, all first-time users now will receive a new warm welcome uh, message here upon startup. Uh, also, for Cute. Windows users, uh, they've changed the File Explorer sidebar icon to the Drive logo. And then for Mac OS, the app icon has been scorsold. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, scorsold. Uh, if those don't, if those of you don't know, it's it's like a square in a circle, uh, but not to be confused with a square not circle because that is something different. Yes, squared circle is something else entirely. Uh, it's a squircle. Uh, 
Yeah, a, a squirtle. Squirtle. Steve and I had a whole conversation about this before the show. How to actually pronounce this word? S Q U I R C L E D. Squirkled. Squirkle. Squirkle. Circled. Squirkled. Squared. Circled. Not to be confused with square circle. Right. And then some additional bug fixes and performance improvements there on that update. Uh, finally, we have uh, Chrome 117 on its way out. And I think most everyone should have that by now. A couple of admin console updates here uh, that we saw in there. And so that first one is printing reports is now available in Chrome Management Reports API. I'm sure that some of that, uh, I wonder if that's some of that. Did, uh, did Ross integrate some of the Chrome Management uh, APIs into GAM? I'm not sure. Totally. He did. Not sure. Have to ask him. And then, yeah, and then next we had some new policies in the admin console. So just one here. That is the before unload event. Uh, cancel by prevent default is enabled. So, yeah, that, that is a policy that provides a temporary opt-out for two related fixes to the behavior of confirming uh, the confirmation dialogue shown by the before unload event. So a little bit of additional details there if you want to know what that is, but that is now in the admin console. And then, uh, you know, there's a bunch of new updates coming or a bunch of updates coming to the Chrome browser changes. So that is always uh, useful to keep an eye on so that you know what is happening in the Chrome browser in upcoming future releases. So they do uh, try to list a lot of those in, uh, in this article, uh, in, that re in those release notes. So a long list of items to check out there. And um, yeah, kind of a cool one that I see upcoming Chrome OS changes is that there's some Chrome OS admin templates going to be available to you uh, to kind of help get users uh, like apps automatically launched on startup or on demand by users through throughout their day. So that's kind of a cool, so cool new feature with app launch automation. So yeah. That is something that is coming soon. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so that uh, rounds out the updates that we have for you this week, and uh, lots more to come now in the news that Jesse will love to tell you all about here. Absolutely. Here we go. And I am going to try and actually include screenshots on this one for those of you who are on the video. Uh, it's something I wanted to do for a while and have not gotten around to doing yet just because usually it's a mad rush to edit this and get it out. Uh, but there are so many updates here and uh, I'm going to try and include screenshots or accompanying video if there is any. Okay, on to a couple of events here. As we mentioned at the top of the show here, the Innovators Plus exclusive. Again, you have to be a member of the community, paid or gotten it through Google Next. This is a TLDR insider recap and Q&A. You're gonna have two expert Googlers, Forrest Brazil, who's the head of content marketing at Google Cloud, and also one of the performers in the wonderful um, Legacy Land uh, and Keynote, the developer Keynote. He was in the head of, I think, the head of the, the Keynote there. And I hope I'm going to get this name right. Aha, uh -huh. uh, AJA Hammerly, uh, developer advocate for Google Cloud, are going to be um, going over some of the updates that came out of Google Next, and they will have a mini AMA. So you're going to be able to discover firsthand um, 
to what the, the Googlers are going to present to share their valuable insights, et cetera, et cetera. Essentially, like with all these events, it you know could be a little salesy, but it also gives you the opportunity to get in and ask some questions about what's next, and that is where I find the most value. Uh, so definitely sign up, and um, that event is going to be on September 28th at 12 p.m. Pacific time to 1 p.m., and um, yeah, Forrest is great. I don't know uh, uh, Aja, aha. Uh-huh. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, um, but I imagine he's great as well. And so I expect that he or she, shoot, she, apologies. Um, don't know uh, any more about the event there, so if you're interested, go and check it out. Uh, skipping before the events is a, another article about something we've talked quite at length here, and Google's in a little bit of hot water for the life span of Chromebooks. Now, as we all know, during the pandemic, schools bought a crap load of Chromebooks, and they bought the crappy ones. So they got real pissed when all of a sudden Google was like, well, they don't work anymore, or not that they don't work anymore, because we all know better. It's more just that they're not going to be getting security updates. That being said, uh, Google is pushing back the expiration date of Chromebooks, the ones that have already been purchased, not the ones that are going to be purchased today. And it is planning to provide software updates for Chromebooks for up to a decade, which is crazy and awesome. I also find it amusing in this photo that, uh, of course, it's showing Google tests its monthly software releases on supported models, but the photo in the Wall Street Journal is the bright orange-red, most expensive Samsung Galaxy Chromebook, etc., $1,000 model. So uh, funny when you're talking about schools being pissed because they bought cheap laptops and you want them to last a decade. It would easily last a decade on this model, except for the fact that the battery probably won't last that long. Uh, because it already had battery issues from the get-go. So anyway, Google currently... Yeah, go ahead, Steve. No, I just... Um, I was just going to chime in. That I, did, I picked up the CX-9 uh, yesterday. Ooh. So I got that on the way. I needed a, I needed a Chromebook and figured I'd, I'd get that one. CX-9 is one nice. Only... Wide, but nice. Yeah, it was, you know, it was really down to what was in stock and had Chrome Enterprise integrated with it. Uh, um, so that was kind of the the best one that uh, I could I could find in stock. Cool. Well, now it should last for ten years since you bought it. Starting in twenty twenty four, Google will support a given laptop quote unquote platform, a certain combination of hardware components for ten years after the first device in the platform hits store shelves. These so called platforms aren't unique to specific brands or manufacturers and can be found in a variety of distinct models, which they link out to on chromium.org. The change retroactively and automatically applies to devices released since twenty twenty one. On pre twenty twenty one Chromebooks, users will have the option to extend extend support once they've hit their death date. I've never called it a death date before, but that is their words here in the Wall Street Journal article. Um, I have called it a drop-dead date, though, so I guess it is similar. Uh, In practice, this means any model set to expire within the next two years can receive an extension of two to three years, depending on the model. For example, Google's own Pixelbook, slated to expire in June 2024, can now receive updates until 27. A little bit more information in the article. If you're interested, go and check it out in the show notes. There is also a keyword article uh, detailing some of this uh, on the Google blog, 10 years of automatic updates, uh, with a little bit more details. And um, 
Even if a Chromebook is no longer receiving updates, it says here it still comes with strong built-in security features. With Verified Boot, for example, your Chromebook does a self-check every time it starts up. And if it detects the system has been tampered with or corrupted in any way, it will typically repair itself, reverting back to its original state, which, by the way, is one of my all-time favorite features of the Chromebooks because sometimes computers get corrupted. And in this case, it literally fixes itself. It's self-healing. I love that. Uh, it's great both as an admin and as a user, so fantastic. Yeah, I've definitely used that a couple times in the past where there's an issue with the device and someone was in a meeting and I'm like, all right, yeah, can, let me have your laptop. And, you know, it was, the OS was reinstalled within five minutes. You know, the, mm -hmm. the, before their meeting was over, I had power washed it and reinstalled the OS and things were working uh, as, as normal. Um, uh, what else was I going to mention though about Chromebooks? Um, let's say something else about it. I don't know. I was looking at, oh, I was going to ask you, have you used any of the Chromebooks that have the AMD uh, Ryzen uh, processors compared to the Intel's? Mm, good question. Good question. No, I did recently have hands-on with a Lenovo AMD, but it was a Windows machine, and um, it overheated, and we had to send it back for repairs because AMD... I guess I don't know. I I I have to I guess try one on Chromebooks because every time I've tried AMD, um, it hasn't ended well. It's not been yeah. as powerful, or it's had issues, or it overheated. In this case, all of the above. Um, I do know that there's a huge group of people out there, a huge market that love AMD. So they're obviously working for some people. Um, I just you know I haven't I haven't had a whole lot of experience with them, or good luck I suppose around that. Yeah, the other, because I was looking at the, the other part of what the devices I was looking for was obviously in stock, right? 16 gig of RAM. Yes. And, um, you know, and had the Chrome OS Enterprise like license already at, attached to it. So it really only had two options. And that was the the CX-9, you know, the 16 gig, and then it had the 512 SSD, which was pretty good, but a little nice. pricier. Yeah. Uh, the other one was the HP Pro C645. And that was the one that came with the Ryzen 7 um processor but only had 120 gig, gig SSD but also a lot cheaper you know 8, 812 instead of 1200 so I was kind of considering getting that one uh, but also because the HP also I, you know I should have should have probably got the HP I mean the HP has a three year warranty HP's are great. Asus, which only has one and the build yeah. quality on the HPs are just so fantastic so is the Asus but um, yeah. I, I like I just I love the trackpad on the HP I don't know if it's available on the C645 but on the Dragonfly Pro and Elite, it's the exact same one that they're using in the, um, the whatever they call their, their Elite level version of Windows laptops. And it's yeah. the second best trackpad I've ever used. It's the only good trackpad I've ever used outside of the MacBook Pros, the modern MacBook yeah. Pros. So, okay. Um, trying to see the display, storage, keypad, touch. Here we go. Point of device, touch, multi-touch gestures enables. Yeah, so their website's a little bit confusing because it said the exact same thing, touchpad with multi-touch gestures enabled, but it's the same haptic, or at least it was in my case, the same haptic feedback uh, touch trackpad, and that's where you press down on it, and it has a little engine that taps back at you, uh, yeah. similar to what's in a lot of modern phones these days, um, as yeah. opposed to an actual physical clickety-click, which some people may prefer. Yeah. I happen to love the haptic feedback. Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. This one here says spill-resistant multi-touch gesture functions. So I'm not sure okay. specifically what that if is. If it's spill-resistant, but... my money's on haptic because it's easier to seal since it's not a physical button. 
No clickety click means one piece of solid machined, etc. Yeah. All right, cool. on to five events here announced in the Google Cloud community. I did reorder them in uh, in chronological order now, so I will list them in order of um, you know when they when they occur here. So the first one is September nineteenth at ten a.m. Pacific. I don't think even if I edit this show by 10 a.m. Pacific, it's not going to upload and render on YouTube and on the podcast side by 10 a.m. Pacific. So apologies there. But you should if you're interested in AppSheet, uh, then you should go back and rewatch. This, this is going to be an AppSheet office hours. Uh, there are updates to AppSheet databases, input functionality and expanded expanded access for workspace additions. Uh, you will hear from members of the AppSheet team providing recent product updates, demoing the, least, the most recent features, and answering people's questions live. So again, apologies that I didn't get this out earlier. Um, you should be in the Google Cloud community. That's googlecloudcommunity.com, which is where I see all of these things. And um, these are posted regularly. Uh, so if you want to be on top of these as soon as they get posted, then you should definitely make sure to uh, subscribe to the events um, channel of each topic that you're interested in. In this case, this one is in AppSheets. Okay, next event here is on September 21st at 9 a.m. Pacific, and it is a deep dive into Google Workspace security with Kevin Apodaca. Apodaca. Apo yeah, sorry, dude. <laughs> I won't try it again. Uh, how to make safe and smart collaboration a reality. So some stats here. Despite how central it is to uh, how central it is to business success, security can often be seen as a detractor to productivity. Thirty-seven percent of enterprise IT leaders and knowledge workers say that security and regulatory regulatory policies are the biggest challenge to an effective employee digital experience. And I generally agree with that. So this will do a deep dive into the Google Workspace security features, including live demos, Q&A, and best practices covering foundational security principles, advanced security options, and encrypted communication features. Um, you are There's a form to fill out, so fill out the form to register the event. Once you're registered, you'll receive a calendar invite via email, and even if you can't make it live, register, and they will send you a link to the recording after the event. Again, that's September 21st, 9 a.m. Pacific. Next one. Another workspace one, product update and live Q&A. Spaces, organized by topic, Steve's favorite, uh, upgrade to inline threaded spaces in chat. So Steve is going to be uh, forming a picket line around this virtual event and uh, bringing all of his mobs of angry protesters that are uh, you know upset about the move to inline threaded. And uh, you know I don't totally disagree with you, Steve. There are some elements there that I do agree with you on, um, but I, I I do like the direction that it's going in here. So as you know, they previously announced a streamlining the way to organize conversations in Google Chat. Yada yada yada. Starting September 30th, existing Google Chats spaces will be that are organized by conversation topic will be upgraded to the new inline threaded experience. As we've talked about in the past, there's actually a form that you can um, fill out to choose when you would like this transition to happen, whether earlier or later, and then whether during the week or on the weekends. Uh, that was in our show notes from a couple of weeks ago. So if you missed it, go listen or rewatch our previous episodes and you can find it there. Uh, join the session to understand details about the upgrade from conversion topic to inline threaded Google Chat spaces. 
See inline threaded chat spaces in action with best practices for admins. I always find that valuable. You can see a preview of the upcoming enhancements to inline threads and get your questions answered with live Q&A and possibly see Steve throw a fit and try and convince them that this is not the way and that they should revert back to the previous approach and uh, completely throw away all of the design and work that they've done in the last year or so getting this new way ready. <laughs> is that accurate, Steve? I mean, it's pretty mostly accurate. I, I mean, I, I think they can adjust a few things, you know, to make it work. But it's, I don't know. It's, it's been it's been a, not an ideal uh, transition so far with uh, what I've seen from my perspective. So I don't know. A lot of a lot of a lot of new features in chat coming out though. Like we saw it now, mm -hmm. so you know, forty eight different updates that At they least. talked about. So yeah, I mean. They're, they're making some progress there, but there's still some kind of major design flaws, I feel, in the way, it, uh, the way, it's, the way it's going to be functioning. So, right. We'll see. All right. Next event is on September 28th at 10 a.m. Pacific. It is Simplify and Secure Cloud Identity Management with Google Cloud Identity, Microsoft AD, and Azure AD. Not every day you see the words Microsoft and Azure posted on the Google Cloud uh, community and blog, etc. Um, this is going to be with Pedro Sousa, technical account manager, and Pamela Canova, another technical account manager at Google. And uh, we'll be discussing ways to gain a foundational understanding of identity management with Google Cloud Identity and Google Workspace. They'll be exploring common scenarios and use cases where you'll want to consider federating Google Cloud with an external identity provider. And you'll learn how to get started with different provisioning and authentication models available to integrate Google Cloud Identity with Microsoft Active Directory, AD, or Azure Active Directory, Azure AD. Um, you also have the opportunity to ask questions and receive answers live. There's a registration form in this event as well as the previous event, so click over to here if you would like to attend those. Last event we have on here is with our buddy Charles Maxson and Kyra Ireland. Tips and tricks for getting the most out of Google Workspace App Script. That's going to be on October 6th at 9 a.m. Pacific. Super early on all these specific ones. Goodness, I won't even finish my morning coffee at this point. But I will be there because, uh, first of all, got to support Charles. Love him. Um, don't know Kara. We'll have to meet her. Uh, essentially, yes, live Q&A. As organizations of all sizes are focused on delivering improved user experiences, the need for agile and adaptable solutions is becoming increasingly apparent. Google Apps Script is a powerful low-code low development platform that makes it fast and easy to create business applications that integrate with Google Workspace. But you knew that already, I'm sure. Uh, here, the, you will join the experts to learn Apps Script Apps Script tips and tricks say that five times fast app script tips app script tips and tricks to combine apis automation configuration as code and more to improve your productivity using google workspace if you wonder if they knew that they were creating a tongue twister like that when they wrote this for for me to try and say here i don't think so but they did whether you're a seasoned developer or just getting started with low-code development, this event will provide you with the insights and information you need to start building custom solutions with Google Apps Script. And of course, a Q&A. Another form to register to attend the event. And again, if you're not there, they'll send you the recording. Okay, on to other momentous news. Bum, bum, bum. V Google Squarespace, Google Domain Squarespace deal has closed. We didn't know when it was going to happen. Didn't hear anything about regulatory anything and poof, it's done. This was a 
tooltip or a, a slight uh, message at the top of Google Domains. If you open your account now, you'll probably see it. Google has closed an agreement for Squarespace Inc. to acquire all the domain name registrations from Google Domains. Uh, in here, they um, actually changed the way that some of these things are going to be. So it still remains to be seen. They were telling us that you would still manage things uh, in Google Domains, except that Workspace, not Workspace, sorry, Squarespace would be the registrar. I don't know if that's the case. The way that it's worded here um, makes me think that it might not be, but I'm not sure. Um, trying to find the, the exact um, location they put it here. Until your domains are migrated to Squarespace, a process that will happen in the next few months, you can continue to manage your existing domains at Google Domains. If you wish to purchase a new domain, now try Squarespace. This is an affiliate link, which is interesting. If you make a purchase from Squarespace, we may earn a commission, which is very, very interesting. Why does Google need to earn two cents on your, or a dollar on your domain or whatever from all of them? I guess just another way to make money on this, but oh, this was a, not a smart move on their behalf, um, on their part, in my opinion, possibly our opinion. Do you agree, Steve? Do I agree with what the way that, that it they was not it, a good idea to sell? It? sell it yeah i don't know why i mean i don't yeah i'm not sure why they would have done that um was it just too much of a like too much end user support hassle maybe was that what it was i mean i feel like anything that requires a lot of support they just don't want to i don't know deal with too much um with like end users you know they pushed a lot of the support into communities, you know, of course, with the consumer products that are, it's over there. Um, and you can't really get support unless you have like a Google one subscription. And even then it's still, you know, questionable. I still have, I still have constantly have issues with Google support. Um, so I don't know how it diverged into that, but, um, from a question about Squarespace, whether they should have sold it, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really sure what the, you know, thoughts were on, on that, but, um, Sure, it was some sort of financial decision that they just wanted to, you know, maybe it wasn't making them enough money. They wanted to, you know, get it over to someone that was maybe more aligned with their overall business goals. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Um, one of the interesting things that I was mentioning before here is that they say, now that the transaction between Google and Squarespace has closed, you're a customer of Squarespace. Google Domains will no longer offer do new domain registration, so you cannot buy a domain right now through Google Domains if you head over there and give that a shot. Until your domains are migrated to Squarespace, a process that will happen in the next few months, you can, can continue to manage uh, your existing domains at Google Domains. And there's more information in the, uh, in the article here, uh, some FAQs, what do you need to do, what happens next, uh, etc. There is an entire FAQ on cloud domains as well. Um, Google continues to provide and support cloud domains following the Squarespace purchase of Google domains because Google domains was the underlying domains registrar for cloud domains prior to Squarespace's purchase. There are some important changes that affect cloud domains. Um, essentially Squarespace is the registrar for your domains managed by cloud domains. So that may stick around. Um, this oh, still seems very up in the air here as you know, information continues to be a little bit in flux here. Um, Squarespace Domains is an independent domain registrar service provided by Squarespace. Your domain registrations with cloud domains and related data such as domain configurations and Whois data, which includes customer contact info and DNS delegation, are mi migrating 
to Squarespace domains after a transition period, which we anticipate completing no sooner than early 2024. So a little bit of both, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Um, I guess we'll have to just wait and see how this continues to unfold. But Google does seem to be, unfortunately, washing their hands of the whole ordeal. So <sighs> that's uh, a little bit sad, a little depressing there. Um, there is a 95 Google article that uh, sums this up quite nicely, so feel free. And, of course, they do mention in here that should you want to take advantage of an offer from WordPress, uh, they're offering the first million domains that are brought over, uh, free registration and transfer um, for the first million domains that come over, uh, with pricing matched for at least one additional year. So you do have that option as well, and that's very nice of um, WordPress for doing that in an obvious or not so obvious land grab of Google Domains customers. Okay, moving on to something a little bit lighter and more fun. Emojis, Google's emoji mashup maker, another tongue twister-ish, is now available in search. Basically, you can take a koala and a strawberry and create a strawberry koala, or you could randomize it or choose the different emojis, emojis that you want on here. The way that you use the tool is you go into Google and you type emoji kitchen, and you click on the get cooking prompt. And from there, you can pick from dozens of different emoji to combine or play around with the randomizer. Uh, this is adorable. This is awesome. And uh, I'm actually curious what platforms this works on. Um, apparently, it's been available to Android users through its Gboard app in, the, uh, in that keyboard. Um, it also works on mobile browsers and the Google app, so iPhone users can finally access the feature and paste their creations into iMessage. So um, I guess you, if you have just a bunch of tabs open with your favorite creations, or maybe there's a way to save them, then you can use them over on iOS as well. So um, that's a fun one. Here's one that caught me a little bit by surprise. Announcing third-party extensions for Duet, AI, and Workspace, Salesforce is their first partner. Don't you think it would have been a good idea to maybe to announce this at Google Next, or were they waiting for Salesforce's conference a week later, which was also at Moscone in San Francisco? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what? Did they just put the... I don't know. Was this dessert at the end of the meal? Did they put the final touches on this and then decide to put it out there? Like, timing. Okay, sure. Essentially, they're announcing third-party extensions to Duet AI and Google Workspace, and they're kicking it off with Squarespace. Not Squarespace. Salesforce. Oh, my God. Too many S's, forces, spaces, work, workforce, workspaces, workforce, Salesforce. Oh, my God. Oh, it's too late, obviously. I've been doing this for, uh, it's been a long day. Um, this is going to be interesting to see how this expands and what you're going to be able to do with it. They're beginning to open it up to a Duet AI Duet, in, in Google Workspace to a third-party ecosystem of partners, starting with Salesforce. Hey, I got it right that time. Uh, connecting Duet AI with more of your unique business contacts and workflows will allow it to become an even more helpful collaboration partner. You can rest assured your interactions with Duet AI will stay within your organization and your existing Google Workspace privacy protections are automatically applied. Can we just drop the AI from Duet? Can we just call it Duet? Seriously, Google? Really? How many times do I have to say Duet AI, Duet AI, Duet AI, Duet? We get it. It's Duet. See the sticker over here? Oh, no, that even says Duet AI on it. Never mind. Actually, that's that sticker, those of you on the podcast side can't see it, but that sticker is bent in a way that doesn't really, can't really see what's on it, so I'll have to fix that later on. Um, should be very interesting. It's going to be integrating Duet AI and Einstein Copilot, which I actually don't really know what that is, but is a Salesforce product, um, which helps you tap into your Salesforce data. So, um, 
interesting uh, collaboration here, especially since Salesforce owns another little competing company called Slack. So uh, who knows? Maybe we'll see an integration, better integration between Slack and uh, and Google Chat. We did just see the um, who was it that did the integration? I'm blanking on that. That at the moment it was last week's show, I think. But that is a completely separate service and not directly from. Um, from Salesforce. So who knows, maybe in the future we'll have a better uh, deep level integration uh, across those tools. Last and least, last and least because it's another bit of sad news here. Google has got to stop moving away from the smart displays. I love the smart displays. They need to keep the smart assistants, the Nest Hub, Nest Hub Max, etc. I have one on my desk. It shows pictures of my kids all day long. It is absolutely a bright part of my day. Oh, and it has notifications, and it has weather, and it has, you know, Google Assistant right in front of me. And I really just want them to keep it. However, they are dropping support for Google Meet and Zoom on the Nest Hub Max at the end of September, which is in a week and a half here. Yes, Steve. Uh, no, I'm just uh, realizing that uh, I got a low battery alert, so I have 9%. Uh -oh. so, uh, well, it's a good thing this uh, is the last event. We'll wrap things up so that you have time to finish uploading so that we don't get a corrupted show. All right, so yeah. Google spokesperson Robert Ferreira has confirmed these changes to The Verge, stating you'll no longer be able to join meetings via meeting codes in Google Meet at the end of this month. Similarly, a support page updated by Zoom in July states that all Zoom support for Google Nest Hub Max will end on September 30th, 2023. After that date, the Zoom app will stop working and users will no longer be able to install or update the app. This is sad, I think. Um, on the uh, upside of this, I suppose, you're still going to be able to make one-on-one -on -one calls through Duo because that makes sense. Aren't we pushing everybody to meet and away from Duo? Seriously? What? Okay, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see on this, what's going to happen with these devices. And uh, if you really, really need to continue making yeah. calls on a tablet-based or a screen-magical-based device on your desk, then go get the new Google Pixel tablet, which uh, I have and have been using. and is quite wonderful, but is um, not quite as simple as the, uh, the Nest Hub Max here. So. I wonder if they just didn't <sighs> see much usage of it and didn't want to continue to support it anymore. I guess. I haven't you know, I, was, I remember... Yeah, go ahead. I remember when David kind of mentioned, you know, this feature coming to these devices and how kind of cool that was. But mm -hmm. to be honest, I've never used it. You know, I've never used it on my devices. So I don't know. Yeah. That's probably why. Um, I happen to know a certain CEO that likes to take all of his Google Meet calls on that on his desk. Um, yeah. A CEO of a large Google uh, integrator. Um, more on that on Twitter or X, as it's now called, if you follow me there. Uh, he and I were commenting on that a little bit. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I, I don't personally use that feature very much, but I do want to see Google stop moving away from those devices and those displays and, and come back, especially given the big news that just came out today. Panos, Panos, shoot, I'm going to butcher his name too. Panos, no, Panos Panay, um, who was the head of something or rather at Microsoft, the head of Windows and Surface the guy who was behind a lot of the innovative and super cool Microsoft Surface uh, devices and lineup, including the, um, the the foldable one that they also just discontinued. He's leaving the company, and Amazon is hiring him to run their entire uh, Alexa division. Apologies to anybody who has an Amazon Echo device that I just set off. Um, he was at Microsoft for 20 years, and he's um, replacing the Amazon devices chief, Dave Limp, he, who's retiring. So 
Obviously, there's a big move in the space. Amazon is not done here. Huge hire getting Panos today. I've loved what he's done in the past with all the Microsoft stuff that he's been involved with. And um, I just got to say, Google, do not drop the ball on this one. This is serious. Something is happening here. Stay competing, please. Um, anyway, I will end with that. Once again, please remember to come to our event September 26th, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Pacific uh, for the JAMP Certified Associate Certification event that we're going to be doing with the JAMP team. Uh, if you've got questions in advance, feel free to comment in this video or send them over, whether it's on Twitter slash X, email info at whatever tickles your fancy. Give us a thumbs up. Leave us a review wherever you're listening. Um, questions and comments down below if you would like. Or check out our website, WorkspaceRecap.com. Have a great week. We'll see you next time on Workspace Recap. <laughs>